Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. People, Saki Cassie the Binger here live and direct from California. California, no doubt about it. I always like that, Jam. How you guys doing out there? How you ladies doing out there on this day or on this night or on this morning or on this evening, wherever you guys are based out? I hope everything's flowing the way you think it should flow. Today is a show, is a segment that I've done several times, and I'm surprised I haven't got a chance. I've done it more often. You know, with the arm injury and everything else going on, with um, getting me to do a short film and work. It's kind of just been a challenge to really do these things when your arm is, like, dying. <laughs> so... <laughs> So what I want to say to you guys is thank you for your patience into what we've been doing these days and um, what's been happening and things like that. So today we're going to talk about you. And by talking about you, I want to talk about your dreams. I want to talk about what have you been doing and I want to talk about what you think you should be doing with your life and things like that because people are having these these bouts of frustration in that things aren't going the way they think it should be going. They're looking around and they're wondering, you know, when is these things going to happen in my life? When are these things going to make a change? When are these things going to be different? What's going to happen? And they don't know. So 
with you guys, what we're going to do today is I'm going to play a little bit of advice for you. I'm going to play some T.D. Jakes, some Steve Jobs, and things like that. But really what it comes down to is really about what you guys are going to do with your life. Because I'm going to share a story with you. Two days ago, this show came to mind because I woke up one morning, two days ago, right? And I was saying to myself that, um, you know, you know, what's going on with things? You know, why aren't certain things working? Why is this working, but that's not working? What's going on? And, you know, I'm about to turn the big 5-0 in a couple of next month. And, you know, a lot of things I want to do, I've done. A lot of things I thought I couldn't do, I've done. And a lot of things I didn't want to do, I haven't done, which is good. But there's still those visions in my mind. There's still those passions in my heart that are saying to me, you know, When's it going to happen? You've invested time with people. You've invested, you know, your energy with people. you invested your money with people. And you still just wonder, when's it going to happen? And you're looking around and you're seeing everybody else make it. You know, you're seeing everybody else accomplish their goals. You're seeing people on TV or on film or whatever just talking about the things they've done in their lives and what have you. And you're sitting there saying, when's it going to happen? Maybe you're 20, maybe you're 30, maybe you're 40, maybe you're 50, maybe you're 60, whatever. And you're like, man, is it ever going to happen? But... There was this moment in Rocky. I was watching the special edition a couple of days ago. Actually, last night, um, I had the commentary on, which I like to do and things like that, to hear what the writer or the director or the actors or producer was going through. And a lot of times you hear good advice from these um, those when you hear the commentary. It was very interesting. They had, the guy that did a steady camp who invented it actually invented it for uh, Rocky. So that's very little piece of trivia right there I didn't realize but there's a scene in Rocky where he's going through his house and he's looking into the mirror and on the mirror are actual photos of Stallone when he was younger maybe like 12 years old and a picture with him as dad and another one he's like I think maybe 15 or something like that and he's standing there and he's looking and that really touched me in this way in that he and he talked about this on a segment on the commentary um, after it was all finished when he talked about you know, you look at those pictures and you wonder what will you know, whatever happened to the dreams you had during those times, whatever happened to the things you wanted to do during those times, what happened? And it was very poignant for me because, you know, when I'm going through photos of and I see photos of myself and I'm like maybe twelve or twenty, or I'm seeing pictures of myself back in the day, um, in Boston at Northeastern when I was pledged when I pledged and back in eighty four and I see those photos. I'm always asking myself, what was I thinking? I was going uh, uh, at that moment. What was I? What were my visions at that time? What was going through my mind? And what goals did I set for myself that I was passionate for? And I get very melancholy about those things because I'm always wondering if there's a dream I totally forgot. One, I always thought that my life, in reference to a family and things like that, would be a lot different than it is than it is now. But conversely, you know, I want to do comic books. I've done that. I want to do conventions. I've done that. I want to do other things. But everybody has that moment where they see a photo of themselves when they were younger or they meet a friend of theirs who knew them when they were younger. And they always ask, you know, have you done so-and-so? And you're wondering, when's it going to happen? And what sidetracked you? And you're doing things now that aren't even relative to what you thought you would be doing. But let me share with you some advice with you guys, and we're going to close it out. And I have some stuff from T.D. Jakes and some Steve Jobs and like that. You know, when I play that stuff, particularly about Bishop T.D., it's not to convert anybody. I'm not trying to convert anybody's faith or anything like that. This is really about just what he's saying about particular things. And he did a little series. When, he did a series when he was on Oprah's show. So I think it was last year, earlier this year, what have you. And then I'm going to wrap it up with um, a piece he talked about that has to do with friends. And I think it's very poignant. So, again, it's not about converting anybody or anything like that. It's really about the words he's talking about to your situation, reference to your life. 
living with a purpose. And I have some words here from Steve Jobs and some other people, what have you. So the first thing I want to get into here is um, he's talking about living with a purpose. So actually, he's talking about defined expectations. So let me play something here that TDJ spoke with Oprah Winfrey on her life class. And you were just saying to them that don't let people limit what you could... Yes, because people will define you by how they met you. Whether it may be girlfriend, mother, banker, whatever it is, they, if they define you right there. They put a period. But if you have the capacity to do more, turn that period into a comma. I, I tell people, don't let people put a period where God has put a comma. Explore all of your life, no matter how diverse it is. There are some people who have more capacity and they can handle more things. And there are other people who have to focus on one thing and do one thing well. You have to determine which one you are and be that. Somebody named Gloria Archer on Facebook says about four years ago, Bishop Jake spoke about repositioning your life. That is when I began my journey of fulfilling my purpose. And now you're saying that in order to do that, you have to let it go, forgive so you can be forgiven. Absolutely. And that if you're holding on to the past, there's absolutely no way that you can be on purpose with your life. That's right. And a lot of people don't know how to get, a, get over the past. They don't know how to forgive. They confuse forgiving with forgetting. You don't have to forget it to forgive it. They need to also realize that forgiveness is a gift you give yourself. It does not exonerate the perpetrator. It doesn't mean that they weren't wrong. It just means that I'm not going to be tied to what they did the rest of my life. <laughs> and that happens a lot, you know. For me, I've had to do a lot of forgiving, you know. Okay, yeah, you want to get that last one in Oprah, you got me. But anyways... <laughs> What happens, I find out, is that, um, you know, I've had to sit back and I don't really try to, I'm not resentful about anything. I know I can be very vindictive. I ain't going to lie. I still work on that. But, you know, I had to sit back and say, okay, maybe this didn't work out for this reason or this didn't work out for that reason or whatever. I don't know. And you do feel some anger. You feel some disappointment and things like that. And I just realized when I would hear people speak about how, you know, that you're feeling the anger and stuff like that, but the person that, that caused you to feel that anger isn't even thinking about you. They've moved on. You're not even a thought. So how does that affect your, you know, how does it affect their lives? So you have to sit back and say, you know, hey, I forgive you for what you've done. And if, if I've done wrong to folks, you know, I've always said, you know, I'm sorry, I apologize. You know, it wasn't my intent. Um, it wasn't my, I don't think it's anyone's intent to, uh, you know, do something very wrong. Maybe I may have um, overextended myself that didn't allow me to fulfill my end of the bargain, whatever, I don't know. But I think the biggest thing we have to do these days is we really have to sit back and say, who really did us wrong and who are we holding negative feelings towards? You have to let it go. It's not about, like you said, I'm never about forgetting. I'll never, I don't really forget. I'll forgive you, but I ain't forgetting nothing. And you just make sure you change the dynamics the next time you come in that situation. But another thing is also, it is really true, like even my own life, you know, people will define you based on how they met you. You know, I teach, and I think a lot, you know, I'm educated, and I think a lot of people feel that's just what I do. But very few people who have actually had conversations with me know, or have known me for some time, know there are other things I want to do in my life. There are other things, there are other visions. A lot have to do with, with DRC Congo. I was born there, and I grew up there, and I grew up here in the States. And when I see how my country is now, it just really bothers me. And sometimes I feel like I have, and I'm going to show you some stuff with you guys, you know, so you know where I'm coming from, that I understand what a lot of you may be feeling, or a lot of you may have friends who are feeling this. But a lot of times, almost like a survivor guilt, like, you know, I'm able to do X, Y, and Z, and some of my folks back home are, are just essentially getting slaughtered. And that really bothers me. And it's, my refuse is usually my work, my creative work or 
when I'm in the classroom and things like that. But when I have those moments where I have to really think about stuff, it just really bothers me. But a lot of people see me as just teaching. And maybe it's part of their vision, but my vision is a lot bigger. And I think for you, or some people you may know, you feel like you're in a place where you're in a cage and everybody has you there because that's where they have you. But you have visions that go beyond that cage, that goes beyond the building the cage is in, that goes beyond the block the building is on that the cage is in, and you're wondering what you have to do. You know what you have to do? You have to go do it. As this says, the best time to start is when you start. And how that actually came up is I was at a Comic-Con, I was at Comic-Con last week in San Diego. There was a panel with the Catholic Society of America. And they were, they were you know, it was, a, it was a top casting director in the industry. And there was, the room was full with a lot of actors asking great questions. And I know one came up. Um, well, a young lady stood up and she said, you know, I'm taking this acting class. And the acting teacher said to me, I should have started, you know, 10 years ago. What do you do when you're in a situation like that? And, you know, a lot of actors deal with insecurities, from what I understand, what my actor friends tell me. So the answer the lady said, the actor, the casting director said to her, was like, the time for you to start is when you start. That's it. And that just resonated with me because I think a lot of people hear people say, well, you should have did this back then. You should have did this back then. Well, you know what? You're doing it now. And that's all that matters. I want to touch on some Steve Jobs here. And again, we might go a little later as usual because you know how our shows tend to go when I get into a groove. But Steve Jobs shared some advice before, but I think the one thing that holds people back is failure. So Jack Canfield some time ago talked about getting over failure, um, and that really holds back a lot of people. So let me let you flow with that for a moment here. Getting over failure and finding success begins with taking 100% responsibility for your life. You have to give up your excuses and victim stories. You have to drop all the reasons you can't succeed or haven't succeeded so far. I know it's a challenge, but if you want to get ahead, you have to take complete responsibility for everything you experience in your life. When we have setbacks, we get sidetracked with blame and excuses, and we give away the power of personal responsibility. You can change that. When something doesn't turn out, you can ask yourself, how did I create that situation? What did I say or not say? How did I get the other person to act that way? You may think you can't control other people's actions, and you're right. You can't. But we have a part in everything that happens. What if you hear that people have said something bad about you? Maybe it isn't even true. But you can think back and see your part in it. Maybe you've criticized them in the past without having all the information. Maybe they've heard you criticize others. Our actions affect people in ways we can never imagine. And finally, you want to ask yourself the real power question. What will I do differently next time to get the result I want? It's great to know what you did to contribute to your own difficulties, but it's pretty useless if you don't put that knowledge to work. Let it help you. Let it move you forward. Let it help you and get over that failure. The failure is in your past. And, you know, what happened if all these great people, well, not great people, these people that come to their goals, stop that failure? And where would we be at now? So the failure is in the past. It's, It's done. But what can you learn from it? I mean, if you look at uh, Richard Bronson from Virgin um, Atlanta, Virgin Airways, if you look at all the ideas he had, he failed. And people say, ah, he had money and things like that. Well, those ideas cost a lot of money. You know, as a billionaire, well, he's a millionaire now. He was, this guy was worth $34.5 billion. He's in Brazil. He overextended his companies, and he lost most of it. He only has $200 million left. Now, people are like, well, he only has $200 million. Yeah, you're going from 345 billion down to $200 million, that's shocking. You, you, he's really going to find out who his friends are now, right? But what he's like, you know, I'll be back, and your failures are over, your failures are done, they're in your past, but what can you learn from them? What can what have you accomplished from them? What would you do differently if you had to go back, and the times are different? 
they say, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. So that's okay. Well, now here you are in the present. What can you take from that and to, to, to move on? And if you're still thinking about those failures, it's not like you went off the roof. You're still here. You're still standing. So move forward. Go do what you have to do. Let's do a little commercial, a little musical break here. Just keep it a little laid back today, all right? Yeah, you, every time you wake up, you can feel like, 
Oh my god, I have to go to this place again. And then you, you know, you do an acting job that's worthy of an Academy Award. Several. <laughs> you know. But for you, what's going on? Like you know what's bothering you? You have that you still have that vision that you had when you were a teenager or when you was twelve or something like that. Or when you was twenty. Maybe you are twenty. But what's bothering you is that you have the little voice in there that says, Hey look, I wanna get out. I wanna get out and live. I wanna get out and breathe. And what's happening is your boss is saying good things about you, your, your manager is saying good things about you. That's nice, but when the sun goes down, who's really benefiting from your skills? You or where you are? Let's see what Steve Jobs has to say. Rest in peace, Steve. Great guy. Rest in peace, brother. Here we go. People say you, you have to have a lot of passion for what you're doing, and it's totally true. And the reason is uh, is because it's so hard that if you don't, any rational person would give up. It's really hard. And you have to do it over a sustained period of time. So if you don't love it, if you're not having fun doing it and you don't really love it, uh, you're going to give up. And that's what happens to most people, actually. If you really look at, 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 at the ones that uh, ended up you know, being successful, unquote, in the eyes of society and the ones that didn't, oftentimes it, it's the ones that are successful loved what they did so they could persevere when, you know, when it got really tough. And, and the ones that, that didn't love it quit because they're sane, right? Who would want to put up with this stuff if you don't love it? So it's a lot of hard work and, and it's a lot of worrying constantly. And uh, um, if you don't love it, you're going to fail. So you've got to love it. You've got to have passion. And I think that's the high order bit. The second thing is um, you've got to be a really good talent scout because no matter how smart you are, uh, you need a team of great people. And you've got to figure out how to, how to size people up fairly quickly, make decisions without knowing people too well, and hire them and you know, see how you do and refine your intuition and be able to, to help you know, build an organization that can eventually just you know, build itself because um, you need great people around you. You really do. But let me tell you, you have to really look at the people around you and why they're there. You really have to question that. And sometimes we don't make decisions because we're worried about hurting other people's feelings. I have a friend of mine. Actually, I have several friends that we always have these conversations. They, this, um, this guy likes this. No, this guy likes this girl. He really digs her, but he's afraid to make a move on her because he's worried about hurting the feelings of these other females in his lives who he thinks might be interested in. Him. And I said to him, "Are you high?" Actually, I think he might have been. But I asked him, "I said, are you high? I mean, what's going on here? You want her? Go talk to her. What she can say is what is no." And maybe they'll step these, kick these other people into action. And that's what a lot of people do. We sit back and we just worry about other people's feelings. And then we also, as you said, have to make a, be a good judge of character. Like, you have to follow your inner voice. I've hired people to work on my production. All right? And a lot of times I've noticed when I've gotten a very uneasy feeling about this person, before I was like, eh, whatever, maybe it's just my paranoia. But eventually there was a reason why that uneasy feeling was there. And I'm more inclined these days, like, you know what? If you can't do this when I need it done, then no worries. You can work on what you're working on. I'll get someone else to do it. I'll just do it myself. It's business. And when you have people, you know, particularly in film, when I have people, actors and, you know, line producers and stuff like that, and we have to get a schedule together and things like that, you know, if the people that are supposed to make the decisions or are supposed to be a part of it can't get down, then you have to move on. And if they have negative attitudes towards you about that, then that's on them. Because a lot of times I find that when they have those negative attitudes, what they're actually doing is is reacting to the fact that you didn't let them do what they usually do, which is kind of like, you know, drag you along at their rate. 
You know what I mean? Let's continue on here with little words here. TD had uh, some interesting thing. And again, I'm just, again, I'm not trying to convert nobody or anything like that. I'm just trying to share what the words he's talking about. And one that actually came up is uh, turning your, you know, he talked about failure and Jobs talked about passion. And let me get you, I want to come to you about this passion thing. Your passion is nice, but your passion will burn you out if you're not using your passion and turning that energy into action. It will burn you out. And a lot of people, what they do, they tend to quit because they have no passion. If you have passion, you do it one week, one year, 10 years, whatever. There's, there, there are artwork I've come across that I actually had put together back in 97 that I'm getting released. And I want to find these artists because they actually have the passion. And I want to make sure they get their, their, I want to make sure they get their creative due, their financial due also. But you have to have the passion. And I've seen many people, just friends, they get to a certain level in their career and they stay there. They stagnate. And what happens, they're trying, to re, they're trying to reclaim past glories or they're trying to, you know, they convince themselves that they're bigger than they really are. They're not humble. I've seen this. I know people like that. Some of them are my friends. I just won't, won't work with them because, you know, if that's what they want to be, fine. But sometimes it's your friends that will hold you back. So my thing is, what, listen to your intuition about people. If you're at the same level with the same people, it's time to go your separate ways. Maybe the timing's not right. But let's go on to something else here. Um, that TV was saying to uh, to uh, Oprah, you have to live with a purpose. Here we go. Well, it's a little long, it's a little about five minutes, but if that's okay with you, I want to let it run, all right? Here we go. Bishop TV Jakes. Wow. I'm excited because I understand what, something that I believe that you understand that we are here by a divine purpose that we do have a purpose. We may not be perfect people, we may not have perfect situations, but we are still significant nonetheless. And we have been blessed with a rich body of emotions. We have emotions. We're not like roses or plants or bushes that have life without feeling. We have feelings. And when we use them properly, they are very effective in motivating you toward your destiny. I want you to be clear and understanding that purpose and passion are interconnected. Unfortunately, we live in a crazy world that we're busy all the time and everything fast, 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 and we are losing touch with who we are, our inner sense of passion. But it is your passion that empowers you to be able to do that thing you were created to do. I want somebody to shout passion. You may not feel it all the time, you may not sense it all the time, but you do have passion. We have passion through which we thrust into the throes of life to accomplish the things that we were created to do so that we can function at a higher dimension with authority and with conviction. You need passion to withstand all the obstacles that go along with your purpose. Just because you're living on purpose doesn't mean you're going to have problems. You're going to need thrust to be able to get up off the ground and to step into the field of your dreams, even if you have not landed on the thing, at least get in the territory of the thing you are dreaming to do and that you hope to accomplish to do. And through that passion, you're able to ignite things you have never ignited before. I hear you, I hear you, I hear you. You're saying, I don't feel a thing. I'm numb, I don't feel anything at all. All of us go through times that we don't feel anything at all. But in order to ignite passion again, you have to be exposed. Get out of the boat, Peter. Walk on the water. Go do something you've never done before. Get involved. Get connected. Because when you are exposed, 
expose, you see that there are more options than your contemporary situation at any age. That's the good news about it. You don't have to be cute. You don't have to be pretty. You don't have to be a size three. You don't have to be a blonde or brunette. You don't have to be 20 or 50. At any age, you can still ignite your purpose through finding your passion. That's good news. What, what, then, what then do we do with the lulls in life? The dark shadows in life, we all have them. The secret pains and burdens that we have in life. Are, are they in fact distractions from our purpose? Absolutely not. I have never seen anybody who did extraordinary feats that didn't have extraordinary issues. It is the passion that gives you the power you need but it is the pain from which you have the conviction about it. If you had not been through some pains, you would not have the burning to do what you do. I believe that children are like arrows. They need to be directed. You aim them at the thing you want them to hit, but you don't push an arrow. You pull it away from it, and it is the digression that causes the progression. If your life has been tough and it's been hard and you had to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and your childhood wasn't so good, guess what? That was just the arrow being pulled back so that when you are released, you can thrust after the thing you're after. Yes. Yes. So you don't have to grieve over what you didn't get and what didn't happen and how you were treated and who didn't raise you and who didn't love you. You don't have to grieve about it at all. Once you understand, the greater the digression, the stronger the progression. If Nelson Mandela had not been incarcerated, had not been mistreated, had not been ostracized, he would not have the passion to do what he does. If Oprah Winfrey had not gone through the things that she had gone through, she would not be so committed to making sure that everybody finds their purpose and finds their dream and everybody gets healed and everybody's okay. I'm telling you, what you think is working against you is actually working for you. On it. Wait a minute. I knew this was going to get me again, right? <laughs> so, again, what's he talking about? I mean, what's he flowing with people? I mean, what's the whole groove about? And this, again, it comes down to I mean, what, what are your passion? What are your obstacles? And, you know, I know we're sitting here right now. You And, again, I'm not just about no old woe with me. I like waking up and doing the stuff I like to do. I like being up at night writing scripts. I like when I see. I see Sylvester Stallone's talking about the story of Rocky and how he lived in an apartment where he could open the he can literally open the window at the same time as opening the front door without even getting out of bed. That's how small his apartment was. I remember I loved him when um, Dwayne the Rock Johnson talked about sleeping on a mattress in an alleyway back in the day when he, I think he was in L.A. trying to make it big and things like that. I love hearing those stories. I like hearing stories. You know, Tyler was living in the car, or, or this person was homeless, or the student that was going to school. And was a valedictorian, but a lot of people know that they were, her and her family was living like in, in, in a van and things like that. I love hearing those stories, and I think so. What I think what happens is that so many of us focus on the success, the people who are successful when they're success, when they're already successes. You know, it's almost like a tongue twister there. I like reading their stories 
uh, what what they were doing before they got there. A lot of people didn't know don't know Harrison Ford used to um, be a wood carpenter and stuff like that. And at one point, he didn't want to do acting because he was making more money, you know, working on cabinets and things like that. I love hearing those stories. And what I would encourage you to do is that the people that you're looking for, not to emulate or as a role model or whatever, just an example of what you want to do. And if you haven't done this, or you know some people that have, are going through their, their life's journey of challenge, um, what you need to do is, or what I'll suggest you do is, go look at their backstory if you haven't done it already. Go look, go, I mean, go way back. Steve Jobs, a lot of people don't know, was adopted. He's Lebanese, actually, and he was adopted, and he didn't know his, he didn't know or reconnect with his sister until I think about 10 years ago, if I have that story correct. He was fired from Apple. He was fired from the company. He helped fired from the company. He helped found it. And but you know, eventually they like, yo, we need a guy here. He came back and he redefined so many things in life. The guy invented the Steadicam. We define so many things in life on film sets and things like that. I mean, there's so many stories out there, but what we tend to do is we look at the, the celebrities who are doing their stuff. I know there's a comment now going around about uh, Jay-Z talking about his presence as charity. I'm wondering if that was actually what he said because it would be, be very disparaging to think that that's his attitude, that his presence is charity. You know his presence is charity? Your presence is charity. Your presence because you're here to make a difference and you have that vision. But you know what? The world hasn't given up on you. You've given up on your vision. So why would you want to do that? Let's take a little musical break here. This one, I'm, um, you know, we'll keep it light. We're not going to do no gangster lean or no reggae or anything like that. But this one is very interesting. I'm going to rock this song for you. It's called Dragonborn Comes. Running from something, they're running from 
some terror that's off screen. I mean, they're all running. And then it cuts to a guy who's standing there solitaire. He's standing there, you know, standing there by himself. He has, like, his uh, helmet on, his sword, things like that. I mean, yeah, yeah, he's standing there. And everybody's running past him. And he's running towards what they're running from. And he gets closer. He gets a little faster. And people are just running. I mean, this, this town's getting waylaid. And he's running towards whatever's doing it. And then when he gets there, this massive dragon, like, out of drag, you know, out of rain and fire, comes out of nowhere and lands in front of him. And just, he stands there with the sword. We're going to get it on. And I love that image because that's you. You know, you're around people who are running from the danger, who are running from their visions, who are, like he said, CDJ said, you know, to hit the target, you have to pull the arrow back, then let it go forward. I love that. But this video, I would suggest you go find it. It's called The Dragonborn Comes. It's by uh, Mulaka. And I love, the, to me, that's the message I get from it. That's what I take from it. He's standing there in front of this massive dragon with his sword and said, it's me or you, and you're going down. That's it. No case. That's how you should be. That's in terms of not, you know, trying to kill yourself or anything like that. But your attitude needs to be like that. So for me, what can we do? What can we do? We can live our dreams. So let me let this little last piece here, and then we're going to take it out. Um, he was talking to Oprah about some things here, people pleasing, and you know, living with a purpose, and those kind of things, whatever, turning disaster into direction, and things like that. But I think the one thing that kind of stood out is when he talked about. Um, it's not really expectations. It's really about, you know, people pleasing all the time. <laughs> all right. I can't stand that. Let's see what we had to say on his life, her, her life class. And go online. Pull up Oprah's life class and check it out. A lot of women have a disease to please. And a lot of women, I think I was in my mid-40s before I started to figure this out. You want to be successful, you want to do well, but you're so, just what she was talking about, you're so worried about what other people are going to say about it. I was saying earlier, you're worried about people saying who she thinks she is, mm -hmm. worried about people saying, am I not right? Now, the men don't have that problem. Men are like, this is who I am. Right, right. But women have that, I don't want people to think that I think that I'm too much. I don't want people to think that I think that I, I'm, I, I'm better than they are. I don't want people to think. How do you continue to move forward and live with the haters? Well, you know, yes, yes. How yes. do you continue to move forward and live with the haters? <laughs> I think that, that women are so loving and so nurturing and so giving, but here's a mistake that women and some men make as well. You cannot have a, pub, a private relationship in a public arena. You cannot do that. You look to an inner circle of people who really know you for that, that validation, that pleasing, that strength, that understanding. Don't expect to have that kind of intimate relationship with people who just know you publicly and peripherally. Don't seek to be understood by the world. Most of our great leaders, world changers, thinkers, were understood better after their life than during their life. So if you need everybody to understand you before you do it, I got bad news, you're going to be dead before you're fully understood. You better go ahead. 
you better go ahead and live on purpose. And understand, it's like a woman who's pregnant and goes to the doctor and says, I want to have this baby, but I don't want my ankles to swell. I don't want this mask on my face, and I don't want to gain any weight. And he's going to tell her, there's no way you can have the baby because this goes along with it. That goes along with purpose. Haters are a part of the process. Go ahead and take it. Just get a bigger dress. Do something. Keep on going. Go after your dream. Yeah, go after your dream. <laughs> go do what you want to do. Go live your life. They got me again. <laughs> I totally forgot about that, right? All right. Anyways, hey, look, we're about to wrap this up here. Um, Again, I just wanted to share some stuff with you. Do I have all the answers? No, I don't have all the answers. I just want to share with you my experiences and share with you what other people have said about what they've had to deal with in life and accomplish in life. And I really encourage you to really sit back and, and live your dreams. And don't live vicariously through other people. I know a lot of people who are working for these great companies and they travel the world and all these kind of things and they, they do all these great stuff, whatever. But it's because of the company. It's not because of them. Yeah, they might be doing a good job for the company. But what happens if the company goes under tomorrow? Like that, that American company in China that um, they closed. I don't know if it was American. Maybe it was a European company. I don't, I don't know who it was. But they, didn't, they closed up overnight and didn't pay everybody. And the Chinese, locked, the Chinese workers locked the owners in the, in the building. Like, you're not leaving until you pay us. I know a lot of people like that. They fly around, they do all this great stuff, but when you sit back and ask them what they want to do in life, either they don't know or when they tell you, they're afraid to go do it. My thing is, if you, here's a little secret for you I'll share with you, right? If you're working somewhere, how can you make it work for you where you can live your dreams? One of the best jobs I had in life was working at Kinko's. When you're a creative person and you're working at Kinko's, my God, <laughs> yo, that's the place. If you overnight shift, you really can live your dreams there. But my thing for you is, even if you're working somewhere now, you don't want to quit, you're afraid, you have a family and things like that, okay, how can you make it work for you? How can you use that to do your, you know, to make your visions real? You're all on this planet for a purpose. You are, I am. And the last thing you want is as you get older, as Rocky said, as you get older, there's less things you can do. You know what my dream was? To be a fighter pilot. You know what I always wanted to be? A fighter pilot. I want to be in the F-4 because when I watch those dog fights and I see those guys in those F-4s, man, to live your dreams like that is exhilarating. So one of the things I'm going to do is I'm going to figure out a way to fly in an F-4. I don't know how, but I'm going to do it. But, if, but, you know, they always say those that don't live their dreams live it for something. They, let a lot, they allow somebody else to live their dreams, and that's how they get their dreams to come true. You know, Richard Bronson, he started a version because he flew an airline, I think, back in 84, and he didn't like the way their service was, so he can do better. So he bought a U-747, I think it was a 747, and that's how he started Virgin Airways, with one plane. You can go online, check out the story. So you don't need to have all these resources. I mean, if you have all these countries getting their independence and have all these creations back in the day, particularly before the Internet and things like that, then what's our reason for not doing what we want to do now? It really starts with you. It really starts about you being great. It really starts about you being who you want, who you are meant to be. You weren't meant to be on this planet just sitting around wallowing. You weren't meant to be enslaved by somebody else's vision. And you weren't meant to be just going day to day, living check to check, and you have some kids, you have a husband or you have a wife or whatever. That's not you're you're not on earth. That's not you're, you're not on earth to exist in that paradigm. You're also on earth to go live your dreams, your vision. If you think it's too late, okay, it's too late. Don't go do it then. But eventually you only you know only you have to deal with the woulda, couldas, what if I did this, whatever. You know, when it comes to relationships and we find ourselves in those moments of solitude where we don't have anybody in our lives. We don't have anyone to talk to. We don't have no one that wants to share our dreams. We don't have people to come home and say, hey, look, guess what happened today? Or, 
you know, you want to call the wife or the spouse or, you know, or the husband, you know, something that's very significant to you and say, hey, I want to share this with you. Check this out. And they're happy for you. You know, it's very easy to get down the dumps. It's very easy to say, man, what's going to happen? But, you know, it's during those times I feel like you should be the most creative because you have no distractions. Now, conversely, if you have a family and things like that, okay, that shouldn't be a reason. When people say to me, well, I, have some, you know, I, I got married, had a couple of kids, okay, what's I got to do with your vision? What's I got to do with your dreams? So my thing is, what are you waiting for? Look at your friends, look at the people around you, and, and, and you talk with them. So if they're not down for you, they're not down for you. That's how it comes down to. If they're not with you, they're not with you. You have to start judging people in terms of are they with you or they're not. You have to start asking yourself, what are you waiting for? So look, we've talked about 45 minutes. We'll continue this later on. We'll probably do a part two or something like that. And we'll see what happens. But you know what? The time to start is when you start. So go start. It's a Saturday, Sunday night, Saturday morning, Sunday morning, wherever you may be. Go start. Go do it now and make it happen. Otherwise, what's the point? Okay, what is the point? So let's get out of here. Let's do some things here and take a little music off. off I was going to say some music offline or something like that. But you know what? You're free to do what you want. So you know what? Be free. Last side, you can't see the bingo live on direct. From L.A., I'm gone.
All right, people. Before I forget, I want to give a shout-out to Johnny Cabongo, my little brother out there. Hanging, he's headed over to Mozambique. He's in Lubumbashi right now, but he's going to Mozambique. So, Johnny Cabongo, what's going on out there? All right. What's the Congolese first name? What's going on? <laughs> All right. But I want to give a shout-out to him, and I want to give a shout-out to my, my my road dog, Howard Simpson, out here in L.A., artist extraordinaire, doing his thing. So I want to give those two shout-outs. And I want to give a shout-out to all you guys out there. Live your dreams. All you guys out there who are struggling to make it happen, it will happen. It will happen. If you get a chance, turn in tomorrow. We're going to talk to Shani and Chanel Gibbs from Real Republic and talk about the things they're doing. It's going to believe the interview is going to be at 3 o'clock, phone interview. They're doing some great stuff, and they can talk about the challenges, but they can also talk about the triumphs. So for you... Don't talk about just the challenges. Talk about the triumphs. Side case of the Bingo Live and Direct. I am gone. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.